Fantasy, 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 fantasy football. I thought that was recording. I didn't know you said no, you say that every time. Every time. Every time. Mark's here. This is a real makeshift studio situation going on. I feel like I'm like yelling up into this microphone. Uh, so I don't know what it's going to sound like. Thanksgiving pod. Thanksgiving pod on the road. Uh, let's do the drop for Mark this season. So listen close. Fantasy wizard Mark. One's always really quiet. I like it though. It's good. I just need uh, our full time sound engineer to like make it louder. Okay. Um, but uh, you got anything that you want to talk about? Uh, but bring something to the table. Uh, yeah. I I could do fantasy football. I think, it's been a, I think it's been a great league this year. I think we're, okay. we're, we're over the halfway point, and it's been really exciting. A lot of parity. People moving up, people moving That's down. That's what I try to maintain in this league. Yeah. But everybody wants to add, like, keepers. That would be good. You probably want to turn it into, like, a dynasty, dynasty. league. I just feel like you're going to see the parity disappear if you do that. But, I mean, Keith has a point. You get the opportunity to, to choose to tank for your picks. Yeah. Or you can be like Curtis and you get one like injury scare and you just start tanking already. Quit on the season, yeah. But, yeah, that's now, but then he could tank for a reason. He'd be really, I think he'd love it. He could I tank don't know. for a reason. Um, I'm looking through my list here of the stuff to talk about because I don't want to get too heavy into football too quick. Okay. I can go slow. Uh, what about people? Uh, do you, so. When you're at work, do you have like a shared office space? Sure, yeah. Um, what about people who leave time on the microwave in the shared office space? Is this something you experience at all? I don't think that bothers me at, at all, which makes me think maybe I'm the guy who leaves yeah. time on the microwave. I'm mean, sure the guy. Yeah. Uh, now I feel bad. I don't, I'm, I'm not a big... So we've got a cafeteria... New oh, job, okay. which is fantastic. It makes it hard to cook and bring food sometimes because the food's really good. But um, yeah, I don't know. So you the leave time on a microwave? Probably, yeah, that's probably me. I'll. But now that you pointed it out, I'll keep an eye on it. I'm sure everyone at work will send you an email, thank you or something. Yeah. Well, because you go to, to you put your food in the microwave, and you go to turn it on, and you're like, isn't doing what you expected to do, and it takes like a few seconds before you realize that, like, oh. There's still 43 seconds left on the microwave, and that's why it's not letting me plug in two minutes. I'm a big-time multitasker, though, so I don't think that I'm leaving something, coming back, and popping it out early. Usually, I set it, forget it, and okay. I'm back. My food's already cooling 30 seconds later. Okay. But yeah, not a pet peeve of mine. Well, to be clear, you know, everyone should just try not to do that. I think, it, yeah, make the world a better place. Yep. Um... What about name a better chip than chili cheese Fritos? Chili cheese Fritos is a type of like chip you buy in a bag. Oh, yeah. and you've never had chili cheese Fritos? No, this is like 7-Eleven. Dude, what the fuck? How have you never had chili cheese Fritos? Chili cheese Fritos. No, I never had it. Oh, no. I know Takis are hot, but uh, I'm not a huge Taki fan. Bruh. We ain't talking Takis. We're talking chili cheese Fritos. 
I just like you, the, you've had Fritos before. I've had Fritos. It's may have been like ten years since I've had a Frito though. They're good. Yeah. Maybe it's just different markets down in the DMV. We don't we don't see Fritos in our face as much. I like uh, uh, straight uh, salt and vinegar kettle cooked. Salt and vinegar for your top chip. Yep, kettle kettle cooked. I mean, it's good, but with a Jersey Mike sub, that's really the only time I have chips. It's good, but I feel like that's kind of a strong flavor to go with your top chip. Too much on that strong vinegar. So yeah, but I good. guess you could say the same about chili cheese Fritos, but they're just so good. Well, I'm, we should have brought some. I would never have thought there was a human being that hadn't had chili cheese Fritos. That's the first I'm hearing of them. Yeah, no. I'm excited to try them out. All right, somebody Google chili cheese Fritos and send a picture to the sleeper chat. I'm also eating a Thanksgiving sandwich right now. It looks great. I made sure to do that because Aaron's favorite part of the podcast is listening to me eat. There so. is a lot of food <laughs> in the podcast. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We always say we should talk about keepers, and then we never actually do. Why don't we just put it to a vote? So I don't know. Do you want to just talk about, here's my thing with keepers. My big, again, I've said it a million times, but I just think that our league has worked the way you want it to every season so far. We don't have anyone... Uh, other than uh, the fantasy wizard, I guess that is like always the best team. But which we've is, had a new champion every year. New champ, and, and not not the case this year too. I'm very much middle low of the pack. So like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? It's how I look at it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But like, why drive a Hyundai when you could drive a Corvette? Mm. They're both equal options to you. Yeah. faster better, okay stronger so if you if in your if you were gonna do keepers how would you set that up i've never done a keeper actually all my um seasonal all my uh non-redrafts are dynasty i think i don't know i guess we could just start with one yeah get one keeper and keep it simple yeah i wouldn't want more than one if i was starting i would start would, with one would you get him at whatever you drafted him at last year so if, if like you want to keep your sixth pick yeah you you lose your sixth pick in next year's draft is that how it works that's one way or you can throw him back and you get your sixth pick yeah or that's probably the way that i would propose it the issue with doing it that way is you can obviously have people that get picked up off waivers that didn't have a draft spot. So typically the what you would do is just say, well, then that's your last round pick. That's fair. Um, but I don't know. Some people get pissed off because you could ha- potentially have like someone that would otherwise be a first round pick that now someone is getting to keep in the last round. I don't really care about that. Some people do. So then what they do. So they should have picked them off waivers. Though. <clears throat> no, I agree. But so then what people in those leagues, the way they handle that is they say whoever you want to keep you look at uh like their ADP for the upcoming season and then you subtract like two rounds or something so if this person's going at like the fifth pick in the second round if you want to keep them then they're like your fourth round pick instead of a second round or something I like, like that you get the steal of like hey I knew yeah I agree. it was Lamar Jackson's year the first year he blows up and I took him in the last round you get the reward for uh you know 
making the prediction. I think that's the, the exciting thing about Keeper is that you get to be rewarded for making, you know, great picks. So what about a player who's drafted but then dropped and then picked up off waivers by another team and then that I'm team – I'm happy you thought of it. I don't wants know. Wants to claim them. I don't is ha- it their draft price or are they coming off waivers? I think we should keep it at the draft price. But I could be easily swayed the other way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have an opinion on that. You know the problem with that is what about an injured guy? Like if someone dropped Henry because the foot he thought they couldn't yeah. they weren't going to keep him anyway because they had someone else they wanted to keep. He shouldn't be he shouldn't go into a last pick next year. He right. should still be worth a first pick next year. Yeah. So particularly if it's for injury, I think you still got to go with what they were drafted at. Okay, so if they weren't drafted, either last your last pick or or you could even do no pick at all if they weren't drafted, you know, you get well, I, then I guess you have uh, you have too many roster spots. Yeah, too many players. Yeah. So it's got to be the last one. But okay, it's kind of exciting. I know. We'll see. How but, do you? But then you've got a draft next year with keeper in mind, which is a whole right. different type of draft. Yeah. But if you're doing keeper, what? How do you defend against? Like, I guess you wouldn't call it tanking. But if someone's team, if they're not looking like they're going to make the playoffs, they're obviously going to sell all their best players right. for more valuable keepers. That's the exciting part. So that's where like the parity falls out of the league, is you get somewhere into the season where it's starting to shake out who has a good chance of making the playoffs, who doesn't. You get major sell-offs, and then the league essentially like splits in half. Right, but the parity goes into the offseason now. Now that person has a better team for next year and a more exciting season that's upcoming. There's a whole, like, where Keith is right now, he's, he doesn't have a good chance of making the playoffs. It's like he could be trying to sell people at this deadline. That'd be kind of fun. It's sort of like <clears> the real NFL. I think Keith can still make the playoffs this year. I agree too. It's possible. I've seen crazier things. Yeah, but so what you end up having is you have basically half a league that's competitive each season and it like flops each season. Well, two, uh, like three fourths. Yeah. Because I mean, if you're, I mean, if you're in eighth place, you're still shooting for the sixth spot, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't like it as much, but I'm open to it. So I think we should put it to a vote. Put it to a vote. And if the majority of people in the league want to do one keeper, then we'll do it. Next season. If it was keeper right now, we're we're drafting 2022. Who are you taking round one? N- knowing it's keeper. Uh, I, Well, I don't know. Like, what pick do I have? Who's available? Right. You're talking about, like, with well, a 1-1 overall? Let's pretend. No, let's go 1-5. You're, you're in the middle. 1-6. Well, I don't know who's already off the board. They might still be there because people are thinking more about the keeper. Aspect. I don't know that keeper... Well, so here's the other thing is you have to set a, a time limit on your keepers, and I think it should be one additional season. So it's not like you just keep them forever. Yeah. Because then it's a dynasty league. Well, you could, no, dynasties, you keep everyone forever. Yeah. So keeper is, you, you could have keep one player. I mean, if you drafted Jamar Chase, I think you should be able to keep him for multiple years. I but would say just get, one additional year. Right. Well, and then they go maybe, back into maybe the draft. It creeps pool. up. So, like, let's t- say you took him in the sixth round this year. You give up a sixth round pick for him this year. Next year, you give up a fifth. Next yes, year, a that, fourth. Yeah, Creep that is up. a model. People do do that. I don't even know about. it. I thought I made it up. No, I know. I mean, keepers been big in baseball, which I used to play a lot of fantasy baseball. So that's gotcha. definitely a model out there. Uh, whether it's one round or like two rounds, it jumps two rounds or whatever. But 
I don't know. I would I would say you just keep them one season. So like I picked up Cordero Patterson off waivers this year. If we were playing sleeper or uh, keeper and I wanted to keep him, I keep him as my last pick for next year, but then I can't keep him again. He goes back into the draft pool. You got to keep someone else the following year. Yeah. But it has it can only be someone that you didn't keep that year. Right. So only the year before. So you pick yeah. up Cordell Patterson. Someone trades you for Cordell Patterson after you dropped him. Yeah. Even though you kept him the year before, you could keep him again. A year in between your keep. Yeah, it's like uh it's not one lifetime keep per player, is it? No. Okay. It's just you can only keep people for one season. So it's like if I all right, so if in this offseason I decide to keep Cordero Patterson, 2022 season rolls around, he's my last pick. Let's say during the 2022 season, I know he's no longer keeper eligible because I only get him for one season. So maybe now I trade him because he's less valuable to me. That new owner can't keep him that next year. A kept player can't be kept, period? Yeah, so they have to go back into the draft pool. Jeez, that's how I've done it in baseball in the past. But okay, so I guess we, I'm also open. We have ten to, people, so ten, so ten players every year would be not keepable the following year. That's yeah. Fine. I think so. Any like way it, you shake it out, I think it's gonna be fun. Before every draft, you basically send out to the league, "Hey, here's the ten players that aren't keeper eligible this year. You know, pick your keepers." And I don't know. That sounds fun. Who if uh, just. Non-keeper related question. If we were redrafting for 2022 right now, who's your top five? Who would you take? You've got first pick, second pick, third pick, fourth pick, or fifth pick. Who's your top five? Like all five players? Yeah. Uh, I feel like you're just doing research on me right now, and you're going to like mentally store this, and then next season you're going to remember who I said, and you're going to draft them ahead of me. But I'll say this. My 101, my top pick, if the season ended today and started tomorrow, is probably Jonathan Taylor. Got to be. Lock. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people would still say um, no way. McCaffrey, but I think no, it's Jonathan Taylor. No, it's Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan okay. Taylor's been better than McCaffrey. McCaffrey, now we've got two years of injuries on him. That's the So in- where does McCaffrey end up getting drafted next year? Somewhere right in there, though. I'd probably go Taylor Henry McCaffrey. Okay. Taylor Henry McCaffrey. Uh, then I'm stuck already. I don't know. Kamara, yeah. I guess. I don't have enough good players on my teams. Got yeah. A, got a lot of in the middle of the pack. Who's the top receiver? Still Devontae? Yeah, I think so. I don't think he'd go that high. But yeah, I think the injuries, you could see McCaffrey slip. You could, might be able to get McCaffrey in the middle of the first round. Yeah. Kind of like Saquon this year made it into what? The second round? He made it into the third round in a couple leagues. Uh, I think he was the second round in our league for Keith. Keith. Yeah. Man. So where does Saquon end up next year? Got to be lower. I mean, uh, it's been worse, right? Unless he's nasty for the rest of the season. Unless he's nasty, unless Russell Wilson ends up at, with the Giants. Why is that a thing? I think that's a thing. I think CR is uh, putting it out there. Where does Aaron Rodgers play next year? Denver's the best fit, right? He he just bought a house in Aspen, I think. Oh, okay. Not just uh, in the offseason. So a house Denver? In I mean, they, they're, the Giants and Denver are both like building receiver stables saying, any quarterback, please come here. Yeah. I'd yeah. take Aaron Rodgers in a second. 
I think the Packers are insane for what they've done with him. Yeah, but he looks like ass. He doesn't look good. He looks like ass. We've he been over this. Awful. And he has COVID toes. COVID toes. Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah. I'd still take him <clears throat> quarterback. He can play. Yeah. Uh, and then Watson to Miami? Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't understand why there was so much talk about how he was going to get traded this season. Like, that didn't make any sense to me. Why would anyone trade for him this season? That's basically what happened. Miami like, said... just just trade for him in the offseason. We've it's traded cheaper. for him, but we want the, we want the uh, shakeout of the court case first. Yeah. So it's like, okay, then you're trading for him in the offseason. But, but I think Miami and Houston have agreed to a deal. It's just they won't do it until they know he'll be eligible to play in 2022. Yeah. All right, well, then here's a good topic for my list since we're talking about where players might end up. Uh, why don't pro athletes put more emphasis on playing in states with no income tax? I think they do. I, th- I think that's I feel thing. like they don't. They just go where they get paid the most, but they don't factor in income tax. I think there's a secondary factor in that, in that advertising cities um, happen to be in the most expensive income tax cities too. So I think you go to New York or LA, you're going to make more on advertisement than you would in Florida or Texas. And it might, I'm sure there's some economists out there that you can pay to shake out, which is better for you. Yeah. I just feel like you never hear about that where it should be like in my, in my mind, a huge factor. Uh, I don't know what the taxes are. Uh, I live in DC. Taxes, state taxes, thirteen percent for a place that's not a state compared to Florida. So if that's a ten million dollar contract, that's one point three million dollars. That's that's a big difference. It's a couple bucks. Two point six million on a twenty million dollar contract, which is what most quarterbacks are getting now. Twenty million dollar contracts. Couple doll hairs. Two point six million. Did you hear about this guy? He's the uh, he's one of the backup quarterbacks. I think for the Lions. Is it Boyle? Tim Boyle? Tim Boyle. And he's, uh, do you know anything about this guy? Nothing. I, he, it's weird for me to not know back, even backup quarterback. I don't I have no idea who he is. He, his collegiate stat line was like one touchdown and 13 interceptions. <laughs> and he's in the NFL and he's making millions well, of dollars. I, to, to go back to the Jordan Rodgers issue, uh, Jordan Love's uh, uh, junior season stat line was like, 10 touchdowns and eight and 18 interceptions. He got drafted in the first round. I don't get it. I'm going to pull it up right now. Tim Boyle went to UConn. Ah, all right. Go Huskies. Here, here's the other thing. This guy graduated from college in 2015. So how is he still around? Like I, okay. You guys want to take a flyer on him? Cause you think he's got some untapped raw talent. Well, that was six years ago, and Mike, he's still sitting around the league. There's a couple other guys sitting around. Mike White is a very similar situation, and so is uh, Trevor Simeon, also a similar situation. Yeah. Uh, Tim Boyle's entire collegiate career stat line, one touchdown, 13 interceptions. What? One touchdown? One. He threw one touchdown in college, and he's been in the NFL for six years. That doesn't make any damn sense. You uh, you heard of UConn's new coach is um, uh, you, you know the the practice guy practice. Oh, is it really his his son? Moore, oh, Jim Moore Jr. Perfect. Just got hired at UConn. The only one that's going to care about this stuff is Greg because he likes college football. Uh, but this I missed an opportunity, so I'm going to go back to this 
before it drop here. Uh, Tim Boyle, collegiate career, one touchdown, been in the NFL for six seasons. Mysterious. Jordan Love's junior year, his last year in college, he threw uh, 20 touchdowns and 17 interceptions, and he got drafted in the first round. In 12 games, he threw 17 interceptions. How many touchdowns? 20. Oh. So it's still positive ratio, but I mean. Yeah, that's still 19 more touchdowns than Tim Boyle's collegiate career. How many interceptions did Boyle have? 13. That's really bad. He had two seasons where he didn't throw a touchdown and one where he threw one. How does that even, how do you even get a scout to take a look at you? I wonder if there's like a third string quarterback talent that they like look for that has not a lot to do with like quarterback play. Like maybe he's really like good at. He's just a fucking football genius. He just can't genius. play. Maybe he scruffs up the balls. Per, like, you know, like uh, Goff really likes the way he scruffs up the ball or I something. Guess. That's what I feel like Hoyer is. I don't think Hoyer, I don't think they bring Hoyer in to, uh, to play quarterback. He's just there to. Like, no, he just, he's a coach. Yeah, drop film room information on people. And then. But Tim Boyle is also the, the primary back, like the second string quarterback. And he's not. It's not like the Lions only have two quarterbacks. Yeah, he's a second string quarterback on a team that's trying to tank, though. And maybe that's I the guess. answer to this. Are they this. trying to tank? Well, they haven't won a game yet. So yeah, if but is that if just because they, they to suck? Tank, they're doing a damn good job at it. Isn't that the bite your kneecaps guy? What's his name? The coach Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. Yeah, like is I think tanking did, in his DNA? He Can drinks he do like, that? Uh, like he does like four espressos and eighty ounce coffee every morning. Surprise, motherfucker! That in eighty something. I, 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 I think you would die. Uh, you got to build a tolerance. Four espressos and an 80, 80 ounces yes. of coffee. I'm pretty sure you it's would like, die. It's like cocaine. You can't go all in right away. You got to, you know, build yourself up a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be, uh, that'd be pretty extreme. I'm looking for a drop that has anything to do with that, but, uh, he gets uh, he uh, Starbucks. He does two ventis oh and forty ounces, oh. and he puts two shots of espresso in the coffees. Wow! So, so two oh espresso, so four espressos altogether with two coffees. Good for him. Black, of course. I mean, he. It's not like he's a fucking pussy or anything, you know. No, Got to drink a black. Bite your kneecaps off. Bite kneecaps. Um. All right. Do you want to move along to football, even though that's all we've been talking about? Sure. I can't find that button. Here it is. All right. So we will start with the look back. And as much as I don't want to talk about it, we'll do the Magic Massacre. Oh, right. This was Nyak Nyak versus Alpha Soup. Quiche versus me. Uh, I really feel like I don't deserve this. I don't deserve that this happened to me. But Keish scored 143 points and I scored 88. So uh, that was with me getting four touchdowns from Austin Eckler. 
still only scored 88 points. Um, and Quiche, who was, what, second to last place in the league, should have been an easy, also had, uh, I think, his two top wide receivers, either injured or on bye. Should have been an easy W for me, and instead, uh, Quiche gets, like, two touchdowns out of Zach Ertz and a bunch of other bullshit, so... Um, I don't deserve this, but it happened. So uh, let's not spend any more time on that and move on to the ultimate upset. How could this happen to me? I made my mistakes. Got nowhere to run. The night goes on as I'm fading away. I feel much better about this one. This one makes me feel good. This was Pit Stains versus Debo Nose. Originally, Bryce was projected to win by 10 points, but Greg won by 8 because the NWO is back, baby. Uh, Yeah, this one made me feel really good. I love when Bryce loses. And uh, let me tell you how Greg did it. I'm going to call this one the story of the signal caller who sucked less. So Bryce got three points from Dak. And Greg got nine points from Daniel Jones. And that's, uh, you see this update here? Josh Jacobs running off to the locker room with a baseball cap on. What does that mean? It means he's fucking changing sports. He's retiring at halftime. He's going to go play baseball now. Is taking Kyler with him? Maybe. You know, Kyler was drafted eight, eighth overall in the major league. Yeah, by the A's. Yeah, by the A's. Oh, that's right. You're A's fan. Um, yeah, anyways, uh, Bryce lost to Greg, and that's good for everybody, even though they both got terrible performances from their quarterbacks. Um, just some real savvy transactions by Greg, you know, getting Mark Ingram into his lineup that week to beat Bryce. Um, good fantasy working. Let's, uh, let's do the closest competition. Which was also Greg and Bryce. Uh, so Bryce got a median win by 0.03 points. And I think we can all agree he doesn't deserve that. Ooh. And that really pisses me off. You know, as someone who's constantly missing a median victory by fractional points, I don't think Bryce deserves to get a median victory. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. F*** you, Bryce. Uh... Keith of the week. You got any guesses before I drop it? Uh, I should have been looking. Uh, Keith of the week should be the quiche. Yeah, let's find out. He's going to be. <laughs> yeah, you got it. It's obviously quiche. Uh, most points on the week. And, and this one's big. Uh, actually named Keith. So that helps. That helps you become the Keith of the week. week. Take notes if your name is not Keith uh, and you want to improve your chances. You know, that's right. Change your name. Make sure that you have a copy of your birth certificate, which you don't. So you're going to have a hard time. Uh, Waver Waves. This setup sucks. It like hurts my back. 
I'm gonna about to go on the IR here. You look uncomfortable. I'm very uncomfortable. Cam Newton to Dom at eleven dollars. Keith bid three. You had bid one dollar on Cam. Oh, so was that a different league that you had Dak and Cam? Because you don't have him in this league. Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got a lot of leagues. Uh, T. Y. Hilton to Aaron at ten. Greg bid two dollars on him. Um, I feel like Greg and Aaron always bid on the same players, which makes me wonder if they like discuss this, like sitting on the couch at home. Or is there just a copycat? Someone's looking over the shoulder. Yeah, I don't know, but they always bid on the same players. Waivers can be stressful. Like after, if if you have a long Tuesday, I feel like it'd be really <clears throat> convenient for someone to just tell you who you're supposed to add. <clears throat> I don't want to yeah. go through and think about it. Yeah, sometimes it's tough. Um, Dontrell Hilliard to Keith at three. Mark, you had bid one. Sammy Watkins to Greg at one. Mark, you got Tevin Coleman for a dollar. And then Bryce picked up Kirk Cousins on a $0 bid. And then after waivers, Keith added Tyrod Taylor. Curtis added Philip Lindsay, Boston Scott, and David Johnson. Uh, and then Curtis traded Damian Harris, James Robinson, and Michael Pittman to Quiche for Zach Ertz, DeAndre Swift, and Amari Cooper. So, it's a fair trade. Yeah, I, I like Keisha's side of that trade better. Me too, but it's close. Um, I, I think I've killed every trade I made in this league, and I'm pretty sure the actual outcome has been me losing on them. Yeah, well, then did you kill them? Yeah, but I mean, when you look at them at the time, I mean, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then Keith added Cedric Wilson. And probably some other shit has happened since I wrote this this morning, but uh, nobody cares. All right, so we're going to do power rankings. Um, Where's my drop? The power is yours! And as usual, we're going to go from the top to the bottom. So Keith sent me these. Keith is uh, not here today, if that wasn't obvious to everybody. Keith sent me his power rankings, so we'll run through them. Number one, Aaron. Aaron. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Number two is Dom. What's the fallen drop? I I keep meaning to look it up. I I love the sound. Uh, Don't know. It's maybe a Bradigan song. Yeah, it's it's some it's some version of a dispatch the band. So it might say, be Brad again. Felt dispatch, okay. Um Dom at two. Number three is Curtis. Four is me. Five is Bryce. Six is Mark. Seven is Dirk. Eight is Keith. Or maybe that was supposed to be Keish. I don't know. Nine is the other Keith. And then uh, still in last place, according to Keith, is Greg. Suck. Even though I think is Greg 11 and 11? He's close to that. Uh, Keith is just hating on his team still. But uh, Keith also sent bonus ranks. So he wanted to rank Thanksgiving meal foods from best to worst. I feel like we've done this before, uh, but this is a fresh set of rankings. 
So we're going to look to to Mark for his thoughts and feelings on Keith's rankings. Okay. <clears throat> According to Keith, the number one Thanksgiving meal food is rolls. Nope. Fucking <laughs> 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 rolls. We just had Thanksgiving dinner. I didn't eat a roll. <laughs> yeah. I mean, rolls uh, are good, but certainly not a staple of Thanksgiving. Rolls, it's just a dinner roll. We've got soup here that's good, and that obviously not a staple of Thanksgiving. The only thing I do with a roll is just dip it to uh, enjoy some of the soup. Yeah, not not rolls. What yeah. type of roll? Tell it, him, he tell just him said, the post, he, be he, more specific. He just said rolls. Um, if I had to guess, I'm going to say crescent rolls. I mean, they're not bad. But if you remove them from Thanksgiving dinner, uh, I might not notice. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, best roll, maybe King's Hawaiian. People say that. Maybe King's Hawaiian sweet roll. I don't know. But number one, he claims his rolls, which I think is just like, it's trying too hard to be contrarian. You know what I mean? Like, you have to it's contrarian. not fucking rolls. Just, we're not going to just say turkey stuffing and potatoes, are we? We got, but this is too much. Rolls? Yeah, it's too much. The best thing, like, what are you going to go to Thanksgiving and get a plate full of rolls? I'll be contrarian. I'll I'll give you something that's not an actual food. I think the best thing about Thanksgiving for the meal is the gravy. Uh, I put it on everything. It's not, you can't really fit as a food, but if you want to be contrarian, Uh, make an argument, there's no gravy. I don't even want to eat. I don't even want to eat. Yeah, so interestingly enough, I don't think we're going to see gravy show up on this list, but we are going to see things that I would put in the same category as gravy. Okay. Which brings us to number two, cranberry sauce. It's important. I love cranberry sauce, so I don't have a whole lot to say about this. Being number two, uh, maybe. Again, again, if you removed it from the dinner, I could still have it. Yeah, but I when I go to Thanksgiving, I expect think about it. Think about it. there's going to be cranberry sauce it's, on the table. It's also very specific to the meal. Yeah. Uh, potatoes, turkey, you could eat at other times of the year. Stuffing, I feel like, is very specific to only Thanksgiving yeah. and also very good. Yeah. Cranberry sauce, too. You don't eat cranberry sauce any other time of the year. The other thing with cranberry sauce is it's I, I want it at my Thanksgiving dinner, but I need it on yes, my leftover yes, sandwich. Yes, yeah, I was going to say it. Yeah. That's so, the best part about cranberry sauce. Yeah, on that fucking sandwich, man. <laughs> Gotta have it. Number three, yams. I don't even like yams. Yams. I don't know if this is like a, if, I don't know if it incorporates sweet potatoes or potentially butternut squash or if it has to be just yams. Uh, but that's number three is yams. I can tell you that growing up, our preparation that we had at our Thanksgiving dinners was like the the candied yams with the like marshmallows on top that get kind of burnt. Yeah, we made um, those last week for, we had a Friendsgiving last week. We yeah. We made those. I didn't like them though. I mean, they're pretty good. They're very sweet. I'm letting me and Keith have the exact opposite palate. Like, just give me lobster and I'll be fine. But oh god, no dinner at rolls Thanksgiving. No, it doesn't fit. I know, but I'm just making a point. <clears throat> definitely, yeah. definitely, very different palate. <clears throat> yeah, that would suck. Teach the road. Number four is broccoli. We didn't have broccoli today. We I didn't, didn't, and I didn't miss it. We didn't have broccoli. We had, had Brussels sprouts. Keith, you have 364 other days that you can eat broccoli. Why do you need it on Thanksgiving? Yeah, that's true. But are there any vegetables that are like truly a staple of Thanksgiving? Not if they're healthy. If they're healthy, I... I, We had uh, Brussels sprouts and green beans. Green beans or carrots too. A lot of people do a green bean casserole. Keith's going with broccoli. 
I'm just picturing him like eat, I'm picturing Keith's plate right now at Thanksgiving <laughs> today. Six rolls, uh, lobbed on cranberry sauce over brock steamed broccoli. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Uh, and I don't. I mean, growing up, we didn't have any kind of special broccoli dish or any particular preparation. What's so your favorite? You had to pick for broccoli. Yeah, uh, something, something that's like uh, I don't know how to describe it. I like do broccoli with olive oil in a in like a frying pan. Yeah, just saute it. Yeah, saute it. That's great. But I like it to be like a little bit burnt. Yep. I like the pan real hot. Get a little get a little burn on my broccoli with some garlic. Uh, but I think Keith's just picturing steamed broccoli here. So, if you steam it just right and you're in the mood to be healthy, I, I enjoy it. But again, not for me. Thanksgiving, I try to be as unhealthy as possible. Yeah. So just to be clear, so far Keith's leftover Thanksgiving sandwich is a roll with another roll inside of it: cranberry sauce, yams, and broccoli. <laughs> on smeared, his, on, smeared on broccoli. On his fucking sandwich that he's uh, eat probably eating right now. So wow. Uh, number five, this is going to be controversial. This is number five. He gave us 10. Number five is butter. <laughs> Again, I didn't have butter today. Butter. Well, I mean, there's butter in some of the food. I don't really know what it, I, ca- I can't tell if something's made with butter or olive oil. I don't, I guess if I thought about it, maybe I'd notice. No. How do he put butter over gravy? Which was my number one. I don't know. I don't. He could re- reassess. I don't he, understand like butter. That would be like saying like flour. Like, it's an ingredient. It's not like a standalone food item. The grain that was fed to the turkey is the most important part of it. Like, what the hell? Butter. Number five, butter. I don't even know. Like, I've never even. I'm assuming. Oh, okay. So he's he's building a puzzle here. Yeah, that must be it. Because I was going to say, I don't think I've ever even seen Keith put butter on anything. But it must be the rolls. (laughs) The rolls. I'm surprised it's not number two then. Like number one rolls, number two butter. <laughs> then we can have our steamed broccoli and this other shit. <laughs> number six is Jello. Jello. I hate Jello. <laughs> I just don't like it. Jello. Jello is just something that you put staplers in to to to, yeah. to get back at someone for not resetting the microwave after they yeah. use it. Besides nice, that, nice office Jell-O reference. Like Love me the office. Uh, Jello. So again, I think this might be unique to our family uh we typically would have like an orange have you ever seen this it's like the orange jello that has like the little like cherries in it or something no it has like the orange slices but they're not the actual orange they're like the uh what the fuck are they called it's like if you go and you buy like one of those little plastic cups of like oranges it's like it's almost like the clementine Sure. Orange, mandarin, orange, things that are like floating in syrup. Okay. Uh, it's like that. Those are in the orange jello. Sounds gel- delicious. I don't know. It's fine. Uh, but number six, jello, when we're talking about Thanksgiving, I I don't know that I agree with that. But uh, Too bad. Not my list. So number seven, back a little bit more traditional here, mashed potatoes. Staple, you can't argue. So I guess he's got his butter going on the potatoes because we don't have gravy. There's no gravy still. So uh, butter, I can, I'm almost certain I've never seen Keith put butter on mashed potatoes. <laughs> yes. So I don't know. Number seven, mashed potatoes. Hard to argue mashed potatoes being on the list, being at number seven. I don't know. 
I'm not a huge mashed potato person. I enjoy eating my mashed potatoes and gravy at Thanksgiving. So seven is like, that's fair. I eat it because I'm supposed to, not because I, yeah, it's not, it's not good or bad to me. It's just another way for me to consume gravy. I can't drink it from the ladle itself and look in human. So I I guess I have to put it on something. So it goes on the turkey, it goes in the stuffing. Yeah. See, I put the cranberry sauce on my turkey and then my potatoes are really just like a vehicle for my gravy. Agreed. Yeah. I, I douse everything in gravy. Love that gravy. So what do you do with your cranberry sauce? Yeah, mix that up. I don't know. Like you said, it's definitely best in the sandwich. Yeah. Gotta have it I don't know what sandwich. I usually do, but today I, it was just, I went like a spot where there's a lot of foods. I put a spot of everything on the plate. The cranberry sauce just went on the plate and it- uh, At some point you it, ate it. It just mixed with a little bit in there. Maybe. It just it didn't, yeah, it yeah. didn't have a specific place. To be two on the list, right? Three on the list, I guess. For Keith, cranberry sauce is two. Two. Uh, all right. This next one, this is this is where I'm going to start to get a little defensive here. All the way down at number eight, we have stuffing. Go suck a dick, suck a dick, suck a motherfucking dick. I already said it is very unique to only Thanksgiving yeah. and one of the best parts. Yeah, this is top three for me. Me too. I don't know exactly where, but like stuffing is definitely top three for Thanksgiving foods. I go, my top three is Gravy turkey stuffing. Gravy number one. I've already established that. Gravy. <laughs> I don't want to eat the meal if gravy. Wow. If you, if you just gave me a plate of gravy, I think I'd, I'd still have the meal. If there is no gravy, I'm okay. I'm probably just going to eat less mashed potatoes. And I'm going to turn up the yams what or do you the put, You don't put anything squash. on your stuffing? Uh, no, not really. But it all gets mixed together on there. Uh, but... Stuffing, we've talked about stuffing in the past. Me and Aaron are on the same page of how to make the best stuffing. Um, I like it to have apples in it. Uh, that's just my taste. We had oysters in it today. We had oysters, which I'm not, We've it's well established. I'm not a seafood person. Um, so I was like crossing my fingers that I wouldn't accidentally feel an oyster in my mouth while I was eating the stuffing. And they I didn't. kind of separated. If you didn't want an oyster, I don't think you had to have one. I'm hoping I didn't eat any, but I, I love, I love oysters in stuffing. Isn't my favorite way to eat oysters, but, um, I like, I, I enjoyed the stuffing today. Yeah. I don't know. Stuffing should be uh, much higher. Number nine just says pie. Which, no argument there. But I feel like you need to be more specific. Agreed. You can't just say pie. So be more specific for him. Uh, what do you think Keith is saying and what would you say and do you disagree I have no idea what Keith is saying was the I'm, last time you saw meat pie I don't know I'm going to say pumpkin pie because it's Thanksgiving and while I might enjoy eating other pies more again when do you eat pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving but and that's a, it not a, 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 I think apple pie is the most significant to Thanksgiving but apple pie you eat like all fall and winter whereas pumpkin pie you only eat on thanksgiving have you ever been like out at like a restaurant in july and gotten a slice of pumpkin pie (laughs) but you could get apple pie yeah but like october 1st at starbucks they start like squirting pumpkin pie into the coffee okay that's true pumpkin spice is a big deal uh so i don't know what keith is thinking here with pie i was mad last should i just text him and see let's see See I, if he can. Uh, I was upset last week at Friendsgiving. I thought that we should not serve Thanksgiving food at Friendsgiving because it would it would uh, uh, deter or water down uh, actual Thanksgiving food. So yeah. I refused apple pie on Friendsgiving. 
Uh, so what do you my, have for dessert? I, I, I refused dessert. No dessert at all. Was it upset. only apple pie? Yeah. And I, I brought know. it. And you brought it. Well, I, you brought it, and then, and then I was forced to bring it. I couldn't. You, I couldn't ruin on. the party. I said I didn't want to bring an apple pie. Like Mark, you got to bring an apple pie. I I did bring it, but I said I'm, I I uh, I choose to not participate because I uh, I wanted to make a lasagna. To be honest, and it would have been awesome. They were like, uh, Mark, you need to bring dessert, and you're like, okay. So you walked in, you put an apple pie on the table, and yep. then after dinner, yep. it was dessert time. You walked up to the table, and you were. Like, I was like, this is wrong. You're like, who the. F- Brought apple pie. No, he's like, this is wrong. This belongs no, next Thursday. God. But you brought it. No, God, yeah. please, no. I had no. to. Sometimes you have to do things no. in life that you don't want to do. No. It's not about being happy now. It's about being happy in the long run. What else did we say Keith needed to be more specific on? It was obviously pie, pie but uh, oh, maybe just like what kind of roles? What kind of roles? Sure. I don't think he's going to respond to this, but we'll text him. Uh, also I'm just seeing text from him now that said, he said, just buy an OLED TV. He said, nano cells are good ish. Good ish. That's what he said. Good ish is good. He said they're good ish. I guess our other brother had a nano cell TV, but he says just buy OLED. Mm. I don't know. I'm buying a TV and I'm indecisive. Last on our list at the bottom, uh, number, where is it? Number 10. Turkey. Suck. It's just bad to put it last. Turkey. Yeah, I mean, it's Thanksgiving. It's It's turkey. It's the most iconic to the meal, but it's also not a great bird to eat. Yeah. I mean, I talk to a lot of chefs, and they're like, we don't understand why people eat turkey on Thanksgiving. It's like, make a Cornish game hen. It's so much more delicious. But the turkey today was phenomenal. I thought that was great. It's big turkey. The influence from big turkey is why we all eat turkeys. Today's turkey was really, really good, but... You're definitely not the best bird to eat. You ever, ever eat wild turkey? No. Tastes awful. Real gamey? Nah, just, I don't, like, maybe I'm not a good tough, cook. Tough, dry, yeah. what is it? I don't know how to not make it dry. Uh, I can cook a regular turkey, like a, I don't know the difference, but I can cook a store-bought turkey and it'd be good, but a wild turkey seems to. Um, well, the store-bought one is probably just like loaded up with butter or something. Juices they just injecting meaty tastiness into it it's probably not it probably never even is like a sentient being it's just suspended in some kind of jelly in like a factory somewhere well that's that's a thing grown in a petri dish uh, an ethical uh ethical uh scientific research going on and just growing meat without nervous systems so we don't have to worry about the whole uh if you're a vegetarian for health reasons or you're vegetarian because you don't want to kill animals Mm. you can just not grow a cow without a nervous system Bruh. Uh, that sounds pretty fucking gross to me. I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't want to eat it. Like, but, what is it? Like, what is... I mean, you're going to try it, though. What? Right? What is it? Is it still a cow? Like, is it alive? Does I, it walk around and no, moo and no, eat no, and no, it just no. can't feel anything and no has nervous, no brain no. or something? Yeah, no brain, no nervous system, so it doesn't walk. It's like... Uh, like you. Like Why the, don't you just print it on a 3D printer at that point? Because, I mean... If, like, well, like, what in is chi- this? like in China, they grow babies in like petri dishes, right? It's like I that. Don't know. Just grow- do they? Oh, yes, they do. They should stop. <laughs> they should stop. But it's just like growing meat. You just grow it in like a bag, I think. Just grow it. All right. R.I.P. to, to meat. Uh, that's fucking gross, actually. You're going to try it, though. I mean, if it's good. Yeah. I and guess. you can make it cheaper. If it, if, if and it I don't know why that bothers me more than like. 
how animals are slaughtered in like commercial slaughterhouses, but for some reason it does. I don't know. That's probably something that's wrong with me. I don't love either of those things. Yeah. It's in a bag, you're saying. I, I, I don't know. Like, is it I'm in the shape? The like, are the steaks and the normal cuts of meats? These are really good questions. I don't know. Pretty gross. Uh, have you ever heard of CRISPR? I'm invested in CRISPR, and it's been crashing. CRISPR is down about $40 in the past two months. Probably because they're focusing on their efforts on making fucking cows in bags with no ecosystem. Or curing cancer. Or, or curing cancer. Is that what CRISPR is doing? Uh, I thought it was gene, just to make like designer babies. So designer babies for sure. But any cancer <clears throat> that is genetically based, potentially changing that part of the genome to make you at a lower risk for cancer. Okay. Is if it true? Investors listening, you should invest now, I think, because it's, it's down so much. Is it true that men are going extinct? Uh, yeah. I heard that men were going extinct. Uh, because, because of, because of transgender, no, because of like, so apparently, so like if you have an XX chromosome, yes. so you're a female, the chromosome, the X is like a perfect mirror image of itself. Yes. So if one like arm of your X, let's say is having some sort of mutation or problem or dysfunction, it can like borrow genetic material from the mirrored side of the chromosome and like fix itself. That is fascinating. But then the Y chromosome on that bottom leg, it doesn't have the, you know, partner. So if it experiences any kind of issues, it just like fucking breaks. So it fixes itself. Uh, well, the the Y doesn't, but the X does apparently. But this is what some lady told me. She was like a, a DNA... She was a doctor, but like a forensic science doctor who specializes in like DNA. She sounds like she knows what she's talking about. But like kind of, but on the periphery. But like men. what she does in practice is like DNA comparisons of like in, in like a law enforcement world. Okay. So she knows about DNA, but I was like, I don't know if that's really in your wheelhouse. This doesn't sound right. Cause but, when, <laughs> but my point is men who needs them. I mean, we cause all the problems, right? Uh, I think that you need them to make more people. Well, China's already fixed this with Christmas. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll just grow them in bags. Yeah, China's China's growing them in bags, so we're all uh, set. There's a book I read, Chimpanzees vs. Bonobos, the two primates that are closest to us in DNA. Yeah. have totally different uh, hierarchical hi- hierarchy systems. The uh, chimpanzees completely patriarchal, uh, and they use violence to solve all of their problems. Okay, the, uh, probably the most violent creature uh, in nature is the chimpanzee. The wow. bonobos matriarchal, and they use sex to solve all the problems. If there's a problem, the females withdraw from sex in the entire group until it's fixed. Okay, I don't like that. I don't, I, don't, I don't like that model. I'll stick with the violence and the, the chimpanzees. The, the chimpanzee will literally eat you, eat your intestines while you're alive yeah. and slowly kill you. Yeah, and I'm your down. genitals and your fingers and your face. Yeah, I'm down with that. Just I'll abstinence take, for a week until you take decide the to risk. build the bridge. I'll take the risk. Uh, yeah, I'm tim- team chimpanzee. You can be team bonobo. Are bonobos still around or did the chimpanzees kill them all? Yeah, they killed a lot of them. There's, a, like, there's not <laughs> there's a lot like of bonobos. three of them left. There's not a lot of bonobos. Yeah. But they are, uh, uh, yeah, they're one of the most sexual creatures. They they do it all. Wow. Most animals, them. only regular sex, bonobos, everything. Yeah. Real experimental, those bonobos. Uh, I had something else came to mind, DNA related. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was now. 
Oh, uh, chromosomes. We were talking chromosomes. Just some examples of organisms that have more chromosomes than human beings. Banana? Uh, probably because potatoes. Yeah. Potatoes, which are literally just like a <laughs> opaque mass covered in dirt skin. <laughs> more chromosomes than a human being. Strawberries. More chromosomes than a human being. That's all I can remember from AP Biology. I think I saw a banana at like the uh, Natural History Museum. Or Probably something. banana. Probably banana and a bonobo. Uh, uh, week 12, it's already started, but we will do, what is this called? The preview? Yeah. Oh, Alpha Soup versus Hertz Donut. This is me versus Curtis. Uh, we talked about it a little bit already. Curtis made that trade for DeAndre Swift, who got hurt at the beginning of the game today. So then he started tilting and crying and claimed that he deleted the app and was going to trade all his players for Fab, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, I still think he's going to beat me this week because my team just is sucks lately and everybody's hurt. So I'm going to pick Curtis. Uh, my phone died, so I can't see it. But knowing he lost Swift at 1.3 points... I will take uh, Andrew. Are you sure? Do you want me to remind you what my player scored last week? Because yes. Curtis started falling apart because one of his players only scored one point whatever points. Yeah, that's a big hit from a running back to get 1.3, though. <sighs> okay, well, last week I had a running back get 5.3. Another Jeff Wilson. Alex Collins got me 3.6. He's good for 3.6 this week, too. Rashad Bateman got me 4.4. Corey Davis got me 5. Bateman will have a better week. C.D. Lamb got me 2.9. So, like, I'm right there with him in my, like, range of outcomes. Yeah, but you expect your guys to get more than 1.3. I'll stick with the... All right. Um, Let's go to All Bark No Boners versus the Naked Homos. This is Keith versus Dom. And it is the showdown. Uh, there's When I looked at this earlier, it was the closest projected matchup. And Keith just has to have this win. Like, I'm pretty sure he'll be mathematically eliminated if he doesn't. He's got to get a twofer or just one? I don't know. I could be completely making that up. It just feels that way. Like, it feels yeah. like he has to win. It's getting to be that time of year. To stay in this thing. So Keith versus Dom. Uh, I'm going to go with Keith. I'm going to go with Keith because he needs it. Also, has anyone heard from Dom in like three months? Dom's team has problems right now. Again, well, my yeah, phone's once, dead, so I can't see it. He, once he lost Eric Henry. He lost Henry, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll I go, haven't. I'll go Keith as well because he needs it. Uh, I'm just going to text. I'm always in there for someone who the needs The sleeper it. chat and see if Dom is still alive. Um... All right, so we both picked Keith. Next, we got Debo Nose versus you, Turd Ferguson, Bryce versus Mark. Uh, and you're already dealing with injuries, right? Yeah. Who did I lose? Oh, I lost. I just lost Waller, and he got three point three so far, or something. Waller, was that the only one? Yeah. Oh, and then Bryce had Zeke score of another Zeke touchdown against you, where like everyone else does the work, and then Zeke just. Gets the ball on the one-yard line. Tony Pollard clearly looks better. 
<clears throat> I'm still going to pick you just because I can't root for Bryce. I'll pick me too. Just nice. I want to win. Pitt Staines versus Jonathan Taylor Thomas. So this is the Kessler Bowl. That's happening this week. Somehow I missed that when I did the showdown, which tells me that one of them must be projected to win significantly over the other. Does that make sense? Sure. So uh, where's my my, uh, showdown junior? Where is... Showdown junior. There it is. Showdown junior. Is this it? Here it is. I don't know why, but that's the showdown, Junior. Greg versus Aaron. Uh, how do you bet against Aaron? Again, I can't see it, but I'm pretty sure I looked at this at the time. I think I liked Aaron. Doesn't who is Taylor? Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how do you Taylor. how so do you bet against that? Yeah. All right, we're both picking Aaron. Sorry, Greg. Uh, and then the last matchup: Nyuk Nyuk versus Indian in the Chubbard. Keish versus Dirk. Um, Keish is coming off a 143-point performance, but mm-hmm. I feel like it was a, kind of like a paper tiger situation. Maybe that's the wrong term. but like What does paper tiger mean? Paper tiger is like, I think actually the exact opposite of what Keith's team is. So it's like something that looks great on paper, but doesn't actually, isn't actually great in real life. I see. So it's the opposite of that. His team looks like they suck. And then uh, last week he scored a bunch of points. So let's pull up the matchup. Uh, all right. So right now, Keish is projected to win pretty heavily because Dirk only got 2.4 points out of Dalton Schultz. So far, there's still five minutes left in the game. Yeah, but tight end, that's something. I mean. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, And then Keish did just make that trade, so he's going to be able to start James Robinson against the Falcons, which is a plus matchup, and Michael Pittman against Tampa Bay, which is a plus matchup. It's okay. So I'm going to go with Keish. You talked me into it. I'll agree with you. Yeah, it's got to be Keish. It's got to be Keish. That's it. You want to talk about anything else? No. Any more organisms or no organisms? Excited how the the I'm, I mean I, I had a good streak going there. I'm back from three and eleven to yeah. ten and twelve. It's pretty scary. excited. I I got I was angry. If yeah. I'm if I'm cruising and winning, I don't pay attention. I mean, at three and eleven, I was looking every five minutes. You did but the opposite of Curtis last year, where Curtis just quit, and then uh, I mean, you're proof that. That that was bullshit, what Curtis did. Well, you can come back. You can come you can back. You always come back. You're never dead until you're dead. The most transactions in the league. Well, it, it adds up to something. That, that's right. effort. That counts for something. But I'll say, I think part of the reason why I'm struggling is that the league's gotten much better. Yeah. I mean, when I tried to, I got an alert that Adrian Peterson would sign by, or was potentially going to sign with the yeah. Titans. And I hit add, and yeah. it was like, Adrian Peterson has already just been added. It's yeah. just like, people are on their, on their shit here. Yeah. It's a good league. It's very competitive. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm currently sitting in fourth, but I feel like if I lose this week, I feel like I'm not going to make the playoffs. So I don't feel good, which I suppose is a good thing. Um, I've got a lot of parody. I've got a lot of rentals right now. 
yeah. uh, which is not good for the playoffs. But I still feel like if I can slide in there, I can just cause chaos. Well, you might need to cash those rentals in. Today? This is, yeah, because this is the trade also, But here's the thing. I also have to win this week. Yeah. I'm in seventh place, so. Yeah, not, true. Not, not easy decisions. True. Sometimes rentals last longer than you think. I mean, Aaron Jones comes back. AJ Dillon has shown when he's rolling. He might yeah. keep rolling a little bit. But let's hope that that doesn't happen and AJ Dillon suffers a gonna, terrible injury. Is Aaron Jones going to play this week? I don't. He's questionable. I doubt it because they've got the bye next week. They put the projection up for him. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was going to definitely be out because <clears> I own Aaron Jones in other leagues and I still kind of just want him to be out. Just rest the knee. Yeah. I mean, I could use him to play. You have him in our league? Yeah, I traded Keith for him. Gotcha. Uh, but I don't want him to play if he's not going to be Aaron Jones. Exactly. Like if he comes in and gets like 25% of snaps, like I don't want plays. that to happen. Unless you get that information, they say it's going to be 25%. Yeah. If, if he plays. Yeah, if he's like, on a snap count, I'll probably bench? keep him on the bench. Well, you're lucky to have I don't know why they would play him if the just, bye is next week. Yeah. It doesn't make if sense. he has to be on a snap count, just let him <clears throat> I don't know. Let AJ Dillon go off for me one more time. But we'll see what happens, and uh, let's go watch the rest of the end of the... What is it? Cowboys? Cowboys, Cowboys game? game's on, yeah. All right. Over and out. My God, is What's going on here? I, I have no idea. That's the end of the podcast.